0: The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big and win bigger with WinBet. Head on over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bets today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play Fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with their over-under game. Just head on over to sleeper.com SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit of up to $100. That's sleeper.com SGP. And we are also brought to you by IPVanish. IPVanish is the official VPN of SGPN, and they're offering 70% off if you go to ipvanish.com SGP. That's ipvanish.com SGP. And also make sure to check out our brand new Discord server. It's the perfect place to interact and sweat out bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just head on over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com Discord.
1: hi ho DeGenerino as a welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast and Sports Gambling Podcast Network episode... 173. Let's send it out to all our all the new gens that have just uh, recently signed up to the sportsgamblingpodcast.com/discord. Um, specifically in the fight channel, we have a lot of new friends in there. Joe Sully and and some guy from a Bayou and Crom or Crom Bayou Funk. Just going through all the new names. A bunch of new people in there. So if you aren't in there already, make sure you get Joe Sully. If I haven't said him already, make sure you do get it into the sportsgammypodcast.com slash discord and join in all all the fun so that's who this this episode is being dedicated to uh i am the one and only jeff chalks fox the uh chalkiest gambler around we'll see if i go with any underdogs at all this week i i hit on a couple last week maybe i'll do again do it again this week we'll see um we are going to break down Start breaking down UFC, the UFC's foray back to London this Saturday. Um this episode will be all about the pre-limb portion of that event. Uh, before we can do anything else, of course, is bring in the Gumby God himself, Daniel of Hello. You you stole
0: my thunder. I had prepared oh, okay. I had prepared Go. for when we were going to do the the you kick it over to me and I have something yeah. to say. I was gonna yeah. welcome all the new Dgens too.
1: I even had there like a list.
0: I even had a list written down, and you you okay. hit them all anyway. So uh, I hit them all. Good. Yeah. Look at the, Yeah. Well, at least yeah, all the ones I had written down. But it, yeah, it was it was suddenly like I think it all happened in like the last 24 hours. So uh, yeah. that that's a good sign. Yeah. Welcome yeah. welcome to the Discord. If you you know been listening to us for a hundred years, uh, and you're thinking about taking the plunge, head on over there. Those guys <laughs> did, and they seem to love yeah. it.
1: It's where all the cool kids all the cool kids are. We're talking about all the Breaking news, uh, UFC news, news. Actually, there has been some breaking news. Um, David Onama's going, I know he's not a big, big name fighter, but he's he's uh jumping right back in it, fighting Nate Landwehr uh, next month. That's a winnable fight for him on short notice, I think.
0: Yeah, and I think that was,
1: if I'm not mistaken, he was already
0: supposed to fight Landwehr, uh, that, that one that Garrett Armfield. Right. Garrett Armfield he just be Garrett Armfield Filled in for uh, that was Originally supposed to be him Versus Nate Landworth so oh, okay, cool. um, So he's already put in a little bit of a camp for him So I think that's probably why he feels so Good about taking it short that and he yeah. Clearly didn't get hurt all that much against Armfield
1: Nope and this will get you in the good books With the UFC very quickly and get you Your contracts uh, bumped up really Quick like Chris Curtis is uh, we're going to talk About him next episode he said he Got more than double his, his pay uh, I'll taking, buy that yeah, for taking another short notice fight. I think he was a, he was only making around twenty and twenty his last fight, so he's probably around fifty grand per fight. That's a that's a nice uh oh actually hundred grand if he wins fifteen fifty. So that's, that's a nice little uh nice little raise there. Um and then we had a couple of squash matches got announced too. P- Peter Yan versus Sean O'Malley. Any thoughts on that quickly?
0: Uh <laughs> yeah, it seems like a <laughs> terrible idea for Sean O'Malley, doesn't it? it, it? Does
1: what's happened with him. Is he getting I mean, like, the money that he wanted to get? I'm
0: assu- yeah, I'm assuming this is a sign that he got the bump up in pay he was expecting. Yeah. Um, because, like, that fight with with Pedro Munoz didn't go his way, but it did click a fight off of his contract, right? Right. Um, which yeah. means he was probably closer to free agency. Uh, as we're seeing with, with Nate Diaz, the UFC does not like people fighting out their contract. And Sean O'Malley has just got the kind of personality where he might try to do that. Um, but like, I, I'm assuming he didn't in, he agrees to fights and him and him and Piotr Jan have been like John back and forth anyway, over yeah. social media and whatnot. So this is just, I think coming to fruition. Look, look we, we've all been saying he needs a step up. Pedro Munoz was that step up. We don't know if he would have passed it or not, but if he had like, this yeah. would have been the next step.
1: Yeah, they're basically treating it like he, like he won that fight. Um, but he wasn't. Really, if I remember correctly, I forget things immediately, but I don't. He wasn't winning uh, at the point where he uh, got disqualified, was he? I, no. Uh, I think two, Munoz was doing good, right? I want to say two out of
0: three judges had it yeah. for Munoz in the first round. So yeah, like he wasn't. He wasn't winning, but like I don't know. Like everybody's got their their own mindset around that. If he was yeah. turning it on or you know whatever, I, I I don't think he was. But you know, people people yeah. see what they want to see.
1: So opening lines I saw was minus 470 for Yan, and then I see Super Zhang Jong posted minus 250. So apparently it's been it's been dropping, um, which I expected it to do. I expected money to come in on on O'Malley. So um, may it may be pretty nice if if it keeps coming in on O'Malley, we may, we may be getting a nice number on Yan before all is said and done. Um, and then the other squash match, of course, is uh, the aforementioned Nate Diaz versus. Comzat Chimayev, the most squashiest of all squash matches matches. And they're gonna they're gonna headline a pay-per-view with it, UFC 279.
0: Yeah, I, I said this uh in in me and uh my other podcast host actually broke this down earlier today. You can listen to the Ugh. top turtle. You can listen to the top turtle MMA podcast as well while you're at it. Um but uh you know like there is something to be said about the fact that like comzat didn't want to go to the ground with Gilbert Burns, right? So, yeah, so what, and don't get me wrong. I, I'm picking Konza. I'm picking Comzat every single time here, but like if Comzat didn't want to go to the ground with Gilbert Burns, what is his path to victory against Nate Diaz? Um, like, is, is he going to decide to grapple Nate Diaz? Um, Cause that, that seems almost counterintuitive, right? If you're not going to grapple Gilbert Burns, are you going to grapple Nate Diaz? Um, and like, I, I mean, I don't think he's a better boxer than Nate Diaz. And, and I'm not out here saying that, like, Nate Diaz is the play, but uh, I, I'm out here saying that, like, it is a squash match because I do expect him to win. But, like, I'm curious on how he's going to do it. You know what I mean?
1: Yep. Yep. We've got a couple months, uh, September the 10th, that Action pack pay-per-view. There's there's nothing else worthy. Yes. Pay-per-view worthy on that card right now. Arena, Aldana, Macy Chase on? I guess that is main card worthy. J- Jelton uh, Jr.'s um, on it. Oh, that's true. But is he really a main card pay-per-view worthy at this point? I, I don't mean it's know,
0: heavyweights. But, they always put that on the main card.
1: Right. Who's he fighting again?
0: <laughs> uh Shamil Durkheimov.
1: Oh, uh, I don't I don't see it listed there yet, but yeah, I guess that's in the main card. But yeah, this is there's gonna be problems. If this fight fell falls through for some reason at the last yeah. minute, it's gonna be pretty nasty stuff but they're loading up you know, it looks like they're loading up ufc 280 and 281 for some reason and not worrying about 279 uh i guess the ds uh jim i have big enough fan clubs that they'll get enough sales if they even care about pay-per-view sales at this point so
0: yeah i'm assuming that that's it and i will also yep. say this i bet you the ufc's got a backup in place yeah like, you'd hope like, you know like i bet you they're already paying Moss of it all or or somebody like that just to be like yep. on this ready
1: And how is this helping Shimayav get ready for a title shot?
0: It's not. It's getting him a massive (laughs) payday. That's what it's doing. That's true.
1: Getting him. You know what
0: though? You could say it like him going twenty five minutes with Nate Diaz would would get him better suited for a title fight. I mean, he looked a little bit tired against Burns, right?
1: Yeah, that's true. We'll have to wait. uh going down um last event was so well received in london they said they were going to get back as soon as possible and here they are so we got ufc fight night blades versus aspinall afc ufc afc aka i meant to say ufc fight night 208 or ufc and espn plus 66 or we're going to call it ufc london so um this podcast will be the eight prelim fights Next episode, which we'll be dropping tomorrow, will be the six main car fights and our props and our parlays and all that fun stuff. All right, before we jump into it, I got to tell you about our friends at Win. Make sure you get down on the Wins Bet $50 win $200 promotion where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. And if you're betting baseball, you have to check out Win Bet. The reduced juice in baseball games makes them the best place to bet MLB. Plus the ultimate fantasy football experience. Bet $500 or more on sports or casino before the end of this month, July 31st. Get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Anchor Beach Club, including a two-night stay at Wynn Resorts. For you and your entire league, multiple entries are allowed. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bets today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where a playthrough win bet is available. If you are someone you know has a gambling problem, call one 800 522 4,700. Now let's move on to Sleeper. Sleeper is a fast growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. The SGPN gang use it for baseball and choose the amount of money you want to enter in the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason Copying my friend's picks with the top of the button. It's insanely fun to ride it up together. So stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money with this play from Daniel Reeland.
0: Uh, in, in the over and total bases against uh, Mitch White. will be pitching for the Dodgers on Thursday night. Uh, you got a nice lefty-righty matchup there. Jock Peterson coming off the All-Star break. Uh, I like his chances to get at least a double in
1: there. Oh, it's going to be a double even. Listen to that. Okay. Here, here's what you do. Take that pick, go to your mobile phone, join a listener group on sleeper at sleeper.com SGP and sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to hundred bucks. That's right. Join our squad and get the hundred percent deposit match at sleeper.com SGP terms and conditions apply. See sleepers terms of use for details. All right. He's telling you exactly what kind of hits people are getting. That's, that's how Dan and rolls. All right. We are going, we're heading to the O2 arena in London for this, this card uh, that we're going to break down. This Saturday, July 23rd, um, I know they were switching the start times around 11 a.m. Eastern, I think, was the last I heard, or has that it's, changed?
0: I, I, believe it's, I believe it's noon now, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, I heard noon as well. All right. Well, we will go with that. Starting at noon on ESPN Plus for the prelims, actually for the main car too, but we're not worrying about that right now. We're going to start with welterweights, Claudio Silva versus Nicholas Adalbi. This is a very... European heavy fight card going down here. All right, let's tell you about Silva. Nickname Hannibal, 14 and three. Two knockouts, nine submissions. Never been finished in a fight. Five and two in the UFC. He won his first five and then dropped two straight. Has not fought since May of 2021. Has not won since August of 2019. Used to fight up at middleweight. Was a regional champ. 2007, he's been a pro MMA fighter since. He's got a negative strike differential of minus 0.19, meaning his opponents hit him 0.19 times more per minute. Then he hits them. Plus 215 is the number on him. Uh, Dalby, locomotivo, L-O-K-O-M-O-T-I-V-O. locomotivo. is his nickname. He's 19-4-1 with two no contests, six knockouts, four submissions. Never been finished in a fight. 3-3-1 three, three one, with one no-contest over two stints in the UFC. Lost his last fight. Was a Cage Warriors champion. That's not the first time I'm going to say that on these uh, these two podcasts coming up. Was also a regional champion. 2010, he's been a pro MMA fighter since. He got three inches of reach on Silva. Two years younger than him. He's the more active striker of the two men. He gets strike by his points as well. A little worse than Silva. Minus minus uh, point three. So he gets outstruck by point three strikes per minute on average in the UFC. Minus 270 go, coming back on him. We'll let you go first, sir.
0: I'm actually... <sighs> I had a really tough time with this one because when it it first came out, I I was all over Dolby and you know like I you know I remember watching Nicholas Dalby fights and being really in on Dolby and thinking he was great, uh, especially like the draw with Darren Till way back when before they released him and resigned him. Yeah. Uh, but the more and more I watch him, like I went back and watched his fight with Tim Means, I think a grappler like Claudio Silva po- poses a lot of issues for Nicholas Dolby. Um, so I'm actually gonna go dog straight out of the gate here with Claudio right. Silva. Um, uh, Tim Means took him down and controlled him very easily, and not only controlled him very easily, he passed uh Dalby's guard almost flawlessly, wound up in half guard, and he did it twice. Um, in their 15 minute fight, uh, Tim Means was on top of him for a little bit over eight minutes, and like when I think about Tim Means as a grappler, like. I don't particularly, do, do you think of Tim means as wrestling as like a base? No. I mean, I, I, know, I know he was a high school wrestler and right now he like coaches his hometown high school wrestling team. Um, But like, th- there's a difference between being a high school wrestler and being like a, a UFC fighter who has a yeah. strong wrestling base. Um, But Tim means just like absolutely controlled Nicholas Dalby, wherever he wanted. And then, you know, like to follow up, wasn't able to hold down Kevin Holland the same way. So like that just like poses a lot of questions for me about like what Claudio Silva is going to do, because look like I don't think Claudio Silva can hang with, with him on the feet. I think, you know, he's going to blast Claudio Silva on the feet, but Claudio Silva took down James Krause twice and held him down pretty easily. And he took down court McGee, which like when was the last time you saw somebody like decently take down court McGee? Um, and he, he didn't do it for, for long or he didn't do it for much, but he had him down for like a minute and a half or two minutes. Like, that's not nothing. So, you know, like with all that being said, I, I think I like Claudio Silva here.
1: How's that for analysis for the curtain jerking fight? Uh, here's my analysis. I'm not going to take a plus 215 dog where I in one in three years. So that's my analysis on it, even though yours is uh, mine. I'll probably actually be, be correct, but yours sounds smarter. I'll give you that. <laughs> and, always and, does. and
0: like don't d- don't get me wrong too, like I see the path here for Dolby. Like I, yeah. I, I do. Like I get why he's negative two fifty. You watch fifteen seconds of either of them striking and you're like, Oh yeah, Dolby's negative two fifty for sure. But like yeah. man, like the, the hole there is just like worrisome enough that like negative two fifty would scare me right away from putting that anywhere near a play.
1: It's yeah, it's not going to be a recommended play for sure, but we have to pick winners for every fight. So I, I will, I always go with the striker over grappler. Uh, How'd that work last week? Worked pretty good actually. You beat really? me by a bit, but it worked good for both of us. We both <laughs> Did- turned out okay.
0: Yeah, Stoltzfus, uh Stoltzfus. Was, a grap- Fus. was a grappler over a striker. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, you, I I um I'm talking about numbers. For, what three years worth of numbers, Dan? You want to base it on one event and go right ahead. right. <laughs> Dan's feeling pretty good about himself because he, he had a good week, right?
0: I am, yes, yes. yes. Right. Gumby God is back.
1: <laughs> Gumby God is back. We'll see if it keeps it. We keep keep it going this week. Um, here's a here's a fight for you, women's flyweight, Victoria Leonardo versus Mandy Bohm. Um, and it is what I, I told you it was women's flyweight. So let's break her down. Both ladies are in need of a win. Let's tell you about Fury, Leonardo. First, 18-18 uh, for, excuse me, eight and four. How about eight and four? One knockout, four submissions. Been knocked out three times, submitted once. So she's been finished in all of her losses. Uh, 0-2 in the UFC. Both of them via TKO. One no in the Contender Series. Three and two in Invicta. One no in Bellator. Has missed weight before. Striking stats in her favor, and she lands one and a half times more strikes than Boehm does in the UFC. Uh, she does get outstruck, though, on average by her opponent. Uh, 1.43 strikes per minute. Grappling stats are in her favor, though, uh, as well. Plus 112. Monster, Boehm. 7-1 one with one no contest. Two knockouts, two submissions. Never been finished in a fight. 0-1 in the UFC. One no in on Bellator. Was a regional champ. Two inches of height. Seven inches of reach over Leonardo. She gets outstruck by... Uh, listen to this minus 3.4 strikes per minute but that was just based off of one fight um minus 135 for her i'm gonna take a flyer on leonardo i'm gonna take a dog surprisingly um i i like her strength schedule a bit better than bombs i don't like the massive um reach disadvantage but um yeah, this one's kind of a toss-up, so I'll, I'll, I'll take some plus money at plus 112 for Leonardo. Not super confident, though, as you can tell.
0: I, I'm gonna take Leonardo here too. Oh, yeah. I, I am I'm
1: confident probably, then.
0: Yeah, I'm, a, I'm actually a little bit more confident than you are, I think, because uh, Bohm looked like hell against uh, Ariane Lipsky. <laughs> like she looked yep. bad. Um, she, That's she a looked tough like opponent, she, though tougher than the two that Leonardo fought Leonardo fought no, Marion, no. <laughs> or Manoffia Rowe and, and Melissa Gatto like
1: it's she, true. Uh, yeah that's right steamrollers. yeah, yeah. Like, um, Rowe is is um is Patriot one of Saint our of the plot. Saints. yeah exactly yeah,
0: and and you want to know the the craziest thing is if you you look at Leonardo's losses in in her pro career like you want to you want to you know reel it back even further the yep. other two losses before she got to the UFC were Aaron Blanchfield and Miranda Maverick
1: yeah, uh, right. so
0: like like this this woman has fought everybody, like everybody. um she's got to win over Haley Cowan, which I know that's not a name people know yet, but Haley Cowan is going to be on the contender series, and I would wager most likely is going to wind up in the UFC. Um like, so Leonardo has fought a very tough list. And I would say this about her, she's she is absolutely positively going to bully. Uh, Boehm here like I, I don't think Mandy Boehm is going to deal with the physicality Of Leonardo well I think it's going to look a lot Like Leonardo's contender series Fight against Chelsea Hackett like she's Just going to body her up and Just beat the hell out of her on the ground so Yeah I, I like Leonardo quite a bit here
1: Well I feel much better no, Maybe I shouldn't feel better though hmm. Anyhow <laughs> we're both in on a dog Dan right out of the gate Back to back dogs this is So Gumby of you you're even Outdoing yourself this week
0: I, uh, I think it I think it, it trails off a little bit if, if yeah, it makes you bit. feel any better. Yeah. It, no, I did I, I, I'm not just uh I'm not just going dog fifteen fights in a row or fourteen fights in a row. Uh, there are a couple we'll of spots see. I genuinely like here.
1: All right. We'll see. We'll see how the Gumby dog god does. Um lightweights Jai Herbert versus Kyle Nelson is next up. We got the Black Country Badger of Herbert versus the monster Nelson. Nelson is Canadian, ba. ba, da, ba. Um he's from Huntsville. All right, here's your Canadian trivia. What um, tourist attraction, Canadian tourist attraction is near Huntsville where um, Nelson grew up?
0: Huntsville. Yes. I don't even I don't even know what what province that's in. Um, uh
1: it, it's it's Ontario, northern not northern Ontario. Northern north from me, but uh, like cottage country kind of.
0: Oh. Uh, so that takes away what is what's the tower there in toronto that CN was gonna tower. be my guess this be yeah toronto, yes yeah that was that was gonna be my guess i was in that one time just wow uh, fun fun fact for you. um i i i don't know what other uh, tourist
1: attractions you know, park. oh Algonkland sure park. yeah of course have you heard Algonquin park <laughs> no i have not. no you haven't for real
0: <laughs> no the massive
1: national park that we have no you don't know that okay uh, and now he trains where i was born stony creek ontario so there you go um that probably means i'm not going to pick him more than likely right but let's, let's break it down anyhow. The monster Nelson 13 and four, five knockouts, four submissions, but knocked out twice, submitted once. He's one and three in the UFC. He got knocked out in his last fight. He got finished actually in all three of his losses in the UFC. He used to fight at Featherweight, down at Featherweight, he was a regional champ. 2012, he's been fighting a professional MMA since three years younger than Herbert. Striking and active striking stats in his favor in the UFC. He's been outstruck by 3.19 strikes per minute, pretty nasty. Uh Grapp and stats are in his favor however and, and he's at plus 225 the black country badger herbert 11 and four nine knockouts one submission but knocked out three times submitted once so he's finishing all of his losses one and three in the ufc knocked out in his last fight but he's been given a rough uh, schedule strength schedule since he's uh, joined the ufc he's been he also was finishing all three of his ufc fights both guys are one and three in the ufc and have been finishing all of their losses he was the cage warriors champion two inches taller than nelson six inches reach Gets out struck by not as bad as Nelson. He gets outstruck struck by 0.43 th- strikes per minute, minus 280 on the Black Country Badger, and it's you. So first of all, it's the, <laughs> I I thought I heard you right the first time you said it. It's the One black,
0: lesson. it's the Black Country Banger. Um,
1: really? I, I put Badger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm thinking of um, there was the Badger guy that played football, right?
0: Uh, the honey I mean, badger the honey badger yeah, yeah the the black country badger is a fucking way That's better nickname it's
1: though. New, name. Uh, new name now How anyway show and tell him I,
0: I i've had him on my show we've actually talked about the nickname the black country banger
1: well tell me he has a new one now
0: it's the badger now uh yeah though no, i'm gonna pick herbert here for a couple of reasons um first of all i i've never really been all that high on kyle nelson um in addition to being a canadian guy uh yeah. <laughs> where we always fade the Canadian. Um. I, I just think here he's going to be a lot slower than Herbert. Um, he, he's shown that he can get hit pretty easily and Herbert has a massive reach advantage. Um, yep, so like, half a foot. Yeah, half a foot and half a foot and a guy who's like has a good sense of distance and a good, good ability to work distance. I think is big. Don't get me wrong. I will say here, Herbert scares me a little bit because I, anybody who gets knocked out by Francisco Trinaldo is going to scare me for the rest of their career. <laughs> yep. um, so like, I, I don't like that number spoiler. Alert, he won't be in my recommended plays for that reason. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm going to go with Herbert here.
1: Yeah. I'll be taking Herbert too. He's finally getting uh, some easier opponents or more um, easier on paper, at least opponents. So Herbert is the pick for both of us. So Dan did not pick a dog. The streak is over long live the streak. All right. I don't think he's picking a dog here either flyweight mohammed Mokaya versus charles johnson um johnson inner g-i-n-n-e-r capital g is his nickname so like energy is that what the the play <laughs> on words is here
0: i i believe so yeah it's it, i believe it, if i'm not mistaken he believes that everybody has their own energy oh no yeah oh
1: energy okay yeah yeah
0: uh, but it's also and yeah it's a play on words with energy and energy um uh, okay. which which is pretty it's pretty great, actually. He's also yeah. had, like, 75 different nicknames if you followed him up through LFA. Like, he, he's, yeah. he's got a lot of them, so.
1: All right, let's tell you about him first. This will be his debut in the UFC. He's 11-2 with five knockouts, three submissions, never been finished in a fight. He's won four straight fights, last two via TKO. He's the LFA champion, or was, heading into this. Uh, was also a pro boxer, four inches of height, plus 380. Uh, Mokaev is the punisher, 7-0 and with one no contest, 2 knockouts, 3 submissions, one no in the UFC, 1 via submission, uh, 2-0 and overs, he won 2 straight fights, both via submission, was a wrestling champ, actually Olympic-level uh, type wrestler, 9 years younger than Johnson, minus 500, obviously Mokaev is is the real deal, uh, I think Johnson's pretty good, but um, not, I'm not a fan of the number, but uh, Mokaev is the pick. Yeah,
0: thing. yeah, I'm gonna pick Mokayev too, but I will say jo- Johnson's holds a way better chance than this number holds. Yeah. Um, like I, I wouldn't put Mokayev in, in even in a parlay here, like to try to like use that number. Um, I, I don't think he, there's even like a playable prop for Mokayev. Like it, he could knock him out, he could sub him, he could win by yeah. decision. Like Johnson is, yeah. Johnson is really durable. And if you look at Johnson's record too, like the the guy has faced some dudes. Um. Like he took the title off of Yuma Horuuchi, who's uh, super good, super tough. He fought Brandon Royval. He shot. He fought Shorty Rock, Sean Santanella, um, Michael Graves. Like he he's fought some dudes. So like, I, I think he's you know he's got the experience advantage here. He's fought at Tiger Muay Thai. He's up training with Joaquin Buckley in Detroit now. I, I like Charles Johnson a lot. I think he's going to stick around the flyweight division. I just think Mokaev is probably going to be able to out-wrestle him here. He might even be a little bit better on the feet. Um, but, like, Johnson is a game opponent and not in, in any way, shape, or form uh, somebody who should be posted here at, like, what would you say, plus 380?
1: Plus 380, uh, uh, plus
0: three, yep. Yeah, that that that's an absurd number. Um, But, yeah, I'll, I'll take Mokaev to win here. I, I do think
1: he's going to win. You seem to know a lot about Johnson for some reason. Is there? Ah, uh, yeah, he was
0: he, he was on the Top Turtle MMA podcast this week. Really? Um, yeah, super super nice guy. But also, I I've been watching him on the. It, it's actually not the first time he's been on the Top Turtle MMA podcast. I uh I interviewed him before he fought Yuma Horuchi in LFA like three years ago. Um, because I just knew he was a. Man. Yeah, he was a uh prospect who I like knew was going to make it to the UFC one day. So. Uh, yeah yeah i'm a i'm I'm a big fan of Charles Johnson I think he's super good and I would like you know like if you matched him in his debut against Tyson Nam I'd be picking him here um or if you matched him here against like uh teiru Looff, I might take him here uh but against mokaev I, this is a nightmare first matchup
1: yep nine years uh difference between the two guys as well so Big deal for uh, for Flybait. All right, uh, before we move on, let me tell you about IP Vanish. Do you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right, without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IP Vanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on in the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on limited devices without sacrificing on speed, your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether you're at home or in public, don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off the yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. It's just like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.675 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's IP dot com slash s-g-e-p all right what are we moving on to now it's a pretty banging prelims featherweights Mach one amirakani versus jonathan pierce um so we've got mr finland amirakani 17 and 7 one knockout 12 submissions knocked out twice submitted once seven and five in the ufc uh he's one and three over his last four he did win his last fight via submission though Used to fight at Bantamweight, 2010. He's been fighting MMA since professionally. was a wrestling champ, also was an amateur boxer. He's got an inch reach on Pierce. He's been outstruck by 1.05 strikes per minute in the UFC. Plus 175 on him. Jonathan Pierce, JSP is his sacrilegious nickname. He's 12 and 4, eight knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted twice, three and one in the UFC. He's won three straight fights. Uh, last two, or sorry, sorry, two of those via finish. Uh, one and all in the contender series used to fight at lightweight, used to fight at bantamweight. He's two, was two and all in Bellator, two inches taller than Americani, four years younger. He om- lands almost four times more strikes per minute than Amirakani Amer- does over the UFC, uh, 3.7 times more strikes. That's a quite a gap there. He also outstrikes his opponents uh, by 0. 0.88 strikes per minute. He also has grappling stats in his favor, minus 215 on him. Your turn.
0: I'm going to take Jonathan Pierce here. Uh, I think Amir Khani, uh, he's one of those wildly frustrating fighters who's looked like he should be a top five talent at certain points um, and and just look fucking terrible at other points. You know what I mean? Like, you know, if, if you go back to, you know, when he was beating up Chris Fishgold or. Um, you know, a, a split decision loss to Arnold Allen, or like, you, you look back to any of those and you're like, this dude is a guy. Um, and then you, you could follow that up by like saying like he got out grappled by Camoella Kirk. Um, and that, that's a really bad sign in a fight against a guy like Jonathan Pierce, who might actually be a better fighter, uh, and a better ground specialist than Camoella Kirk is. Um, I do worry a little bit about Jonathan Pierce giving up takedowns because uh, he did give up a couple to Christian Rodriguez. He gave up one to Kai Kamaka. Uh, th- those things worry me a little bit. Um, but I think he gets back up fast enough that I- I'm not real worried about him against Americani here. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take Jonathan Pierce.
1: Yeah, Pierce is the pick. I don't really see uh, how Americani is going to beat him. Um, it's gonna, he's going to get outstruck, and uh, Pierce is a good grappler as well. So. Pierce is the pick. Uh, for that one, uh, we'll stick with featherweights. Nathaniel Wood versus Charles Rosa. I'll tell you about Rosa first. Boston strong is 14-7. Three knockouts, eight submission. Uh, he's been knocked out once. The only time he's been stopped in his career. Five and seven in the UFC. He's lost two straight. He's only won one of his last four. He used to fight at lightweight. He used to fight at welterweight. He's been fighting professionally since 2012. In MMA, three inches taller than Wood. He's gets outstruck by minus point five seven strikes per minute so about half a strike per minute plus 400 the number on him uh, Nathaniel wood the prospect 17 and 5 nine knockouts five submissions he's been knocked out twice submitted twice four and two in the ufc he's gone loss, win loss over his last three he did lose his last fight he's not fought since october of 2020 was the cage warrior champion one in bellator 2012 he's been a pro since his, just like rosa so is he really a prospect if you've, if you've been fighting 10 years dan
0: he, he's not at this point, especially with like three pullouts in the last two years too. So
1: he's uh, is seven years younger than Rosa. Striking stats in a saver. He's twice more active landing strikes. He outstrikes his opponents by almost two strikes per minute. 1.92 strikes per minute. Minus 550. Uh, I will take the prospect, Nathaniel Wood. He's going to outstrike uh, Charles Rosa. I think Charles Rosa's best days are probably behind him uh, by this point. So I will take, despite the long layoff, I will take Nathaniel Wood.
0: Yeah. The long layoff worries me here. Um, yeah. and I'll tell you another thing that worries me him coming up a weight class worries me here too. Cause he, he's been a 35 er for pretty much his whole career. I mean, his last fight was at 40, um, against Casey Kenny. Um, yeah. and Casey Kenny actually wrestled him up a little bit in that fight. Um, so like I, I worry about him going up a weight a little bit. Um, I, I'm hoping it's like for health reasons and maybe that's why he missed some of those other fights. Um, but like, you know, like that—that's worrisome against, especially against Charles Rosa, who wants to get like his offensive wrestling going. Uh, but the bottom line here is, yeah, you're right. Nathaniel Wood is just a better striker. Um, you know, Charles Rosa's biggest issue has been that he gets taken down and and can't really get back up. Nathaniel Wood really could do that. Like he he took down John Castaneda and held him down. He he took down John Dodson. You know, he's he's got a whole bunch of choke finishes, like rear naked choke finishes, in his in his resume. So. Wouldn't be surprised if he tries that route against Rosa, but, but ultimately I think he could win both of those ways. I will say again, I'm going to be scared away from the minus 500 number, given that, you know, he's, he, he's just like, you know, he's such a, he's such kind of like a, a fluky dude. And he's dealing with like so many weird layoff injury weight concerns. But, uh, at the end of the day, I'm still going to pick him.
1: Yes, thank you for mentioning the weight. I forgot uh, that he normally is a band of weight. So yeah, this uh something to keep in mind as well. Um, yeah, pretty crazy number for someone going up in weight class and who hasn't fought in almost two years. So, But he is our pick nonetheless. All right, lightweights now. Mark DKC versus Demir Hadzovic. Uh, Hadzovic is a Bosnian bomber. He's 14-6, seven knockouts, three submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted once, four and four in the UFC. He's one and two over his last three and three and two over his last five. Used to fight at welterweight 2009. He's been a professional fighter since striking stats in his favor, and he's almost one and a half times more active landing strikes. He outstrikes his opponents in the UFC by 0. 0.22 strikes per minute, plus 275 on him. DKC bone crusher, 15 and five, six knockouts, one submission. He's been submitted twice, six and five in the UFC. He's won one of his last two and three of his last five, uh, sorry, three of his last eight. So he was not quite a slump. He did look good at his last fight and won that one. Multiple regional championships on his mantle. Correct. Uh, inch of height, three inches of reach uh, over Hadzevik, seven years younger than him. He outstrikes his opponents by 0.28 strikes per minute, so those guys are they're about equal that way. Minus 350. And it's you.
0: Yeah, th- this is DKC Casey all day. Correct. Um, like, Hadzivik, uh Hadzivik hasn't really beat anybody who he couldn't uh, stuff their wrestling pretty easily. Um, like, he, he beat, you know, Marco Polo Reyes uh, or like Nick Hine marching held uh, and even marching held really out grappled him until he landed the lucky knee. Um, he, he beat Yancey Medeiros, but Yancey Medeiros actually took him down a couple of times and beat him up. And look like uh, D Casey is a pretty good striker, but as he showed in that Slava Claus win, he's also a wildly underrated wrestler who out wrestled Joe Duffy and Lando Venata before that. I- I mean, I think the path to victory here for Dia Casey is just wrestle him up uh, nonstop for the entirety of the fight, uh, and I I think he'd win if he did that. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with Dia Casey pretty uh pretty easily here.
1: Yep, Dia Casey is the pick. Yeah, people are starting to come around to him actually being a wrestler, not a striker, because um he's had more more uh success. Um, wrestling in the UFC than he has at least lately than he has striking. So DKC is definitely. It's hard.
0: It's hard to imagine because he's like a wiry British guy and like. I know. You know no, nobody thinks wiry British guy and immediately thinks grappler. So. Uh,
1: exactly. yeah, It is true. It is true. All right. Finally, lightweights. Again, Mason Jones versus Ludovit Klein is our main event of the prelims. I'll tell you about Ludovit first. 18-4, eight knockouts, eight submissions. Been knocked out once, submitted twice. Two and two in the UFC. Won his last fight. He used to fight it down at featherweight. He has missed, he was missing weight or did miss weight once there, so now he's up at lightweight. He gets outstruck by 0.64 strikes per minute, plus 255. Then Mason the Dragon Jones, 11 and 1 with one no contest, four knockouts, three submissions, never been finishing a fight. One and one with one no contest in the UFC, won his last fight. He's taking this on short notice. We're talking like what a week's notice or less, right?
0: Uh, yeah, it seems to have like all. Come together in that kind of time Which I, I don't know if it just was like late announcing Or what but yeah. yeah It it seems like everybody got short notice on this one
1: Yep Um, He is the two time uh, Cage warrior champion, two different weight classes uh, Used to fight at welterweight That was one of the classes he was the champ at Three inches height, two inches of reach on Klein Plus he outstrikes his opponents by 1.12 strikes per minute in the UFC He's more active landing strikes uh, Almost two times more active landing strikes than Klein he also has grappling in his favor, minus 325. Uh, I will take Jones. I'm worried about uh, the short notice. Short notice fighters do not do well if you haven't heard me list the stats before. All right, since I think 2020, I started doing stats. Um, late replacement fighters are winning 38% of the time. And in 2022, they're even worse. They're winning 32% of the time. Usually late replacement guys aren't guys on Mason Jones's um, level a fighter usually they're like debuting guys or people they they can grab um short notice so i will take jones but i'm not really interested in, in betting that number
0: so just just help me out on this because I, I don't yes. actually see the information on this was ludovic klein booked with somebody
1: else or yeah is this he, one... was. Um, oh, he was um one oh ignacio baja monday yes. that's correct yes.
0: you're right um because originally i just thought this this came out of the uh, the you know atmosphere somewhere mm-hmm. but yeah like no I'm definitely going with Mason Jones here, uh, and yeah. for a lot of reasons. The the big one being that like Mason Jones doesn't get knocked out, um, yeah. and and that seems like probably what Ludovic Klein would have to do here to beat him, um, you know, like he took eight thousand punches from Mike Davis on short notice in his debut, um, and survived that and looked pretty good doing it. Um, he he's. He took David Onama down eight times. Uh, And again, that's a short notice debut for David Onama as well. But like, this is a guy with a lot of skills and and Ludovic Klein, you know, power puncher, looks pretty sharp, mixes into wrestling, takedown once in a while. But like, he's not Mason Jones. Uh, I I got Jones all day here.
1: Yep. We are both on the dragon here at minus 325. So we're pretty similar, except for you coming out of the gate with a crazy plus 215 pick. Other than that, we're. We're pretty much on the nose with our picks so that's all the prelims for you just like that people plus a little bit of news and whatnot that we threw your way but that's not it we will be back very very shortly um with monday we will not monday how about friday we make it we're back um thursday gotta, how about thursday we're back even better i <laughs> we're back thursday we'll get back in your ear holes we'll tell you about the main card at ufc london um and we'll give you our our hungry Man, John, super fan parlay. We'll give you our props, uh recommended plays, all that fun stuff. Uh in the meantime, Discord once again, lots of fun. If you're into chatting and nonsense and tomfoolery, then that's the spot to be. Um Twitter, if you like that type of thing. SGPN MMA is the place to be. Uh, that's our that's the feed for our show. I'm at Jeff Fox Writer, he's at Gumby Reland. You can listen to his podcast, like he said, Top Turtle MMA podcast this week he has on. He told us one person already. Char- who else? I
0: have, I have Charles Johnson on, yep. who is, uh like we said, fighting Muhammad Moh- uh, Mokaev. And then also uh from Dana White's Contender Series on August 2nd, I'll be talking to CES double champion Billy Goff.
1: There you go. Only a few more sleeps before Contender Series starts again and the real money is made. So there you go. Put it to bed. Uh, You can read our stuff also, obviously, at Uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. You want to enter a pick'em contest for free, my site is moneymma.substack.com. Sign up for a subscription, free or paid, uh, either or, if you want the full site or not. And you can enter the contest. So simple as that. So, all right, that's it. We'll be back in your ears tomorrow. Dan will take us home.
0: I'm Dan Gruby-Vreeland. He's the Black Country Badger, Jeff Fox. Badger. And we will see you tomorrow.